episode, we're taking it all the way back to the Carolinas. We discuss our journey from our small towns to college life and ushering friendships into the real world. What's up, y'all? I'm Carl. And I'm James. And, and this, this is, is why, why we're friends. friends. Tink! <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's get to it. How are you, friend? I'm okay. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's another day in Brooklyn. It's another day in Brooklyn. Look at us. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> we're here. We're and we're here queer. And we're queer. <laughs> it's okay. That's the episode. Yeah. Thanks okay. for thanks for listening, thanks guys. For listening, guys. <laughs> this has been fun. The first and last. Yeah. No, Fred. This is our very first episode. You guys, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome it's been a long time coming. I remember when we first had the idea to start this podcast, and now look at us. We're just doing it, doing the damn thing. That was uh, like New Year's. Was that on my roof? The New Year's. When did we? Wow. Maybe it was. Was it? I thought it was way back, like, when we first moved to New York, and we had the idea. Like, we had the idea right outside of a cafe. I remember this. It was on Myrtle Ave, because at the time, I lived on Myrtle Ave. And I was like, you know what, Carl? We need to start a podcast, because when we have conversations, it's always, like, I. it's just, it's enjoyable for, for one. And we always end up, like, like laughing, like, just hysteric like just like going off about anything and everything so i was like yeah, let's, yeah. we should we should kind of put this on a podcast yeah let's let's go with that story that one sounds <laughs> that one sounds more legit it that, is that, that one has me tuning in for episode two <laughs> so that is why this podcast came to be mm-hmm. um uh, how's your week been how's your week been um without going into too much detail we can save this for another episode <laughs> but um it's been kind of stressful, honestly. Um, and stress is always something that you're going to go through living in Brooklyn and having roommates. Um, yeah. I'm sorry that you had a little, having a rough week, yeah. friend, but you know what? Yeah, don't be sorry because you know what? What comes around, comes around. <laughs> <laughs> so they should be, hell, I'm not worried. <laughs> Them, on the other hand, should, should be. be. You've been warned. warned. (laughs) In the words of Bernice, Bernadine, sorry, Bernadine from Waiting to Exhale. words of Bernadine. And more on Bernadine in the second episode Mm -hmm. because we have something planned for her. Um, I thought she was going to ask how my week was, but I'll I'll go ahead and say No, 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 no. I won't be selfish. I'm sorry. You know, they tell they they say that about me. They say I'm selfish. They do. They do. do. Um, Carl. Friend, how are you? Oh, friend, I'm so glad you asked. Um, you know, my week has been really good. Um, it has been really good. I'm This year I'm trying to practice gratitude. Yeah. So I'm really trying every day to just find the good in life. And there are so many things to be grateful for. Yes. Uh, to be in good health, mm-hmm. to have friends who genuinely care about me mm-hmm. um, in a city that a little uh, younger version of myself never dreamed of living in. Mm. And I mean, look at me now. Yeah. I am. It's, I am the it's dream. possible. I am living my younger, younger self's dream. That's and beautiful. That's amazing. I ain't going to cry in here, but <laughs> who is you? You trying to give me therapy? Is this a therapy <laughs> podcast? Or is this supposed to be a Listen, I was going to go into uh, Whitney Houston impossible. <laughs> Why are you down there? <laughs> Why are you down there? <laughs> Why are you down there? Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things are happening every day. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. Also, more on her as well in the next <coughs> episode. Do you have a song of the week, friend? Is there like a song or anything that's been catching your ear lately? Absolutely. Um, SOS by SZA has just been knocking on my noggin ever since uh, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just spitting true facts and just telling these Niggas like y'all, be careful because the comeback is coming, and when it does, you'll know. <laughs> I fuck with it. You know, we we fuck with Sigga. What about you, friend? I just call her Sigga. <laughs> Sigga cigarette scissors. Scissor cigarette scissor. Uh, glove compartment. <laughs> I don't have a song of the week. Um, you know, I don't think I really like 
had like a lot of music. Mm, that's a lot, you know. Yeah, I, mean? I know. I was about to say, you know, you got some songs in there. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, you know, I hate to be that person, but I've been listening to a lot of Catronada lately. Yeah, and yeah. you know, this is a Catronada stand podcast. Right here, so, Catronada, <laughs> we'd love to have you. Yeah. But, um, uh, do you know the the track song? I know it's like any of them. Yeah, it's just put it on anything. It's just like a just type in the name and hit play. <laughs> okay, and let Spotify do the rest. Yeah, I've been listening to the song with her. I think it's called um, "Intimidated." I believe that might be the name okay. of it. Um, it's been getting me through these past couple of days. Of course, be your girl. I mean, mm. the list goes it's on and on. Be, yeah. It goes on. Last summer was a Catronada summer, and I'm afraid this summer <laughs> is looking up like another Catronada summer. And Catronada summers aren't bad. No, not at all. They aren't bad at all. So they're vibey. They're very vibey. <laughs> I was they might get you in trouble. They might. <laughs> but not in the way that most people think. But they'll get me in trouble. <laughs> they, they will get me in trouble. Um, no, I was outside this summer. Yeah. And I was also in love this summer and still am in love. You know? Yes. We're okay, we're gonna go into. We're not gonna, we're not gonna yeah. get too deep into that. Yeah. We're not get too deep in that. On this not episode. this. Yeah. Exactly. Not on this one. Yeah. But soon come. Mm-hmm. Soon come. I can't wait, child, because you know, love is a is a very uh, it's, it's it's hard to find. It's hard to find. It's hard to find, and even harder to keep, mm. especially in these Brooklyn streets. Okay. Speak um, about it. Speaking of things to talk we about, will. we will. <laughs> Do you <laughs> remember Tiger King? Uh, Tiger King. Oh yeah, that was the. Um, yeah, we might have uh, um, to talk they, about that. Didn't he train tigers to eat? Oh god, they already know how to eat. He trained tigers to do stuff, right? Yeah, it was uh, Tiger King, where they had all the tigers in the zoo. It was like uh, the craze on Netflix with Carol Baskin. Yes, and yes, that crazy. Exactly. Well. Yeah. According to Carol Baskins, her husband has been found alive. Was he dead? Yes, friend. Do you remember she said that he went missing? Oh, oh, not the okay. So wait, I'm thinking about. Uh, okay, I'm thinking about. Okay, yes, Tiger King, the guy who looked like he's like trailer park. But then there's also Carol Baskin, who was against him. Who was against him? And his her nemesis. husband was uh, allegedly fed to the. They thought she. She fed them to the uh, ale- to the tigers to the ti- to the tigers. Okay, because she was keeping tigers. Yes, it's, it's coming back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was keeping the tigers away from the Tiger King. <laughs> Welcome back, baby. Welcome back. So yeah, she announced that her husband has been found alive. Oh, a, period. Yeah, in a viral clip, uh, she claimed that her husband Don uh, was alive. And well, this is in a video that has just recently um, resurfaced. Um, mm. Carol Baskin says, she said, I don't know how the Homeland Security says he's alive in a well in Costa Rica, but I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait, he's in Costa Rica. He, got, he was founded Apparently, in Costa Rica? Allegedly. Let's say allegedly. I'm so done with her. <laughs> she said, I am so glad he's alive and I wish him well. Yeah, she said, "Y'all still here alive?" I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah, because had it had I not known, I would have just thought he was dead. I thought he was dead because he ain't in my house anymore. <laughs> in the words of the the great Kiki Palmer, he could have been he could have been walking down the street, and I wouldn't know who he was. I wouldn't know who he was. Sorry <laughs> to that man, to my husband. She, killed, I, I, I don't know what to think. Part of me wants to believe that he's alive, but part of me wants to think she actually did kill him, and that this is just a cover up. I think she did feed that man to them tigers. She got a five million dollar settlement. Okay, more money. Money talks and chews. If you got, a, <laughs> if you got some lions, it'll chew. Also, <laughs> uh, sidestepping uh, the tiger queen uh, yes. in the sports world. Oh, Coco Golf has advanced at the Australian Open. Okay, so you're gonna have to break this all the way down for me. Because who is Coco Golf? She's a young uh, African American woman oh. uh, who has been who has taken the tennis world by storm. Um, black girls rock, and Coco is no exception. She's amazing. She dominates 
She dominates on the court like Serena. Now she is. She, now she's the up and coming Serena. Huh? She's the up and coming Serena. Well, I'm not going to compare her to Serena. I'm just going to say that <laughs> she she's a part of the new class that has learned from Serena. Okay. Because Serena, that can't be duplicated nor replicated. Right. Serena has. Serena is the blueprint. But Coco yes. is making a name for herself, and she is dominating. She finished. Uh, she's now in the top ten, but I believe last year she finished in the top four. Um, so Coco is here to stay. I had the opportunity to go to the U.S. Open. Oh yeah, uh, last year. Yeah, uh, with a friend, and let me tell you, the people came out to see Coco. And when I say mm. the people, I mean mm. our people. It was so beautiful to see so many uh, brown and black faces in the stands. Yes. Everybody dressed in white, cheering on this black girl, Coco. Skin glistening, it's glistening on the court, and she was giving those girls the business. She wasn't she wasn't taking it easy on them. And you know, I was out there yelling, Go Coco. Go Coco. Go Coco. Uh drink in one hand and yelling Coco in the other hand. We were sitting right behind her parents. At one oh. at one point I jumped up and screamed. I was like, Let's go, Coco. And <laughs> it her, was like, uh, excuse me. Her dad turned around like, And who is he? And why is you cheering so loud for my daughter? We don't do that here. We don't do that. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to see her win. I love it when we win. I love it when we go into a sport and just dominate. Dominate. Yeah. Effortlessly. Like she's she's not even trying hard. I that's what I think I, like a lot of like us as a as a people, we might not be the best to each other, but damn it, when we are in something and we're passionate about it, we Watch fucking out. go. Watch out cuz we coming for it. We go. Whether you whether you give it to us <laughs> or we going to come in and take it, but we're coming and we're yeah. going to come at a very very high level. Mm-hmm. That's all that's been happening uh, on my end. So we'll be right back uh, after a quick word from our sponsors. All right. My car won't start. My kids are getting on my last nerve. And it feels like Satan's ass crack outside. I just wish there was something I could do for myself that didn't cost so much damn money. That's when my good girlfriend at work told me about this new VR game called Plant Based where I can step into the mind of an actual plant. I never thought photosynthesis would be for a bitch like me. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And it's free for download on the Gangsta Boot app on all P-U-H-D, that's Pimps Up, Hose Down systems. I can finally catch the sun rays and be still and find clarity in my inner rose. No more blunts for me, just water. Plant-based water, that is. Pimps Up and Hose Down. This podcast is also brought to you by Vital Donut. All the nutrients of your daily vitamins packed inside a twice fried and triple glazed brown sugar donut. Vital Donut. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Vitamins. And we're back. Yes, we are. We are back, baby. All right, story time. For those of you who are meeting us for yep. the first time, we should probably give them a little backstory. Okay. To bring yeah. them up to speed on who we are, what we're about. Okay. Well, I'll go first. Uh, so my name is James, a.k.a. JR. It's my family. A.k.a. Junior. A.k.a. Seeing You Right to Sleep. A.k.a. The Villain. <laughs> 32 years young, born and raised in North Carolina, which makes me a Southern boy at heart with big city dreams. Um, I'm going to talk about growing up. So growing up, I was always surrounded by a diverse group of people in my neighborhood. I had friends of all shades um, and pretty much was always the only black friend, which I didn't really like realize until I or until high school. Um, I loved exploring the woods as a kid um, and just being adventurous and trespassing on private property. <laughs> a little criminal <laughs> in, in the making. Um, uh, this is my villain story. This is where it starts. Um I was that kind of kid, and I'd, uh, of course, get into so much trouble for it. Uh, I grew up on Rugrats, and I, I, I don't know, like 90s people, you probably can uh, relate to me when um, I say that Tommy was my favorite character. I mean, what can I say? Tommy had the, the world on his back, the world on his shoulder, and everything was his playground. Wait, his, Tommy was the white boy with the pamper and the blue shirt, right? That was Tommy, bald head. Yeah. He looked like he... Um, Everybody went over to his house. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. His parents' house was like, that was the foreground of everything. And that's kind of like how my, like, even like growing up, my house, my family's home was like always the matriarch of like family gatherings and like 
people coming together. Everyone would be at my house. Neighbors would come to my house to drink. My we get into that later, but uh, <laughs> my daddy was, uh, he liked to uh, dibble and dabble in the spirits. And <laughs> uh, they had a lot of friends because they were fun. My parents were fun and like they had, they loved to, you know, laugh and have a good time and do all the things that they was doing. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, I I think, uh, so I grew up in a small town, um, very small. It was uh, Denver, North Carolina, for people who don't know who, what where Denver is, it's like kind of outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and uh, it was uh, it was it's different from growing up anywhere else because you don't really have uh, you can see you can see the stars at night. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like it's just it's a it's a different kind of vibe. The pollution just, is low. <laughs> the, the the pollution is low, and sometimes. You know, like it was just quiet. A lot of times it was quiet, actually. And just like, I just remember just like enjoying those days, like in the summertime, where just like it was just quiet and you just playing and it was like everything was calm. Um, so, uh, you know, growing up in a small town kind of molded me into a very humble person. And um, it's because I, I, I come from humble beginnings. Um, so um, it, it, it yeah, it, it, it taught me a lot about uh, being humble and how I kept that growing up and, you know, coming to this bigger city where a lot of people aren't so humble. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, it did mold me in that way, and I'm very appreciative of uh, where I come from. No, were you like a um, – yeah. Were, is it, do you have a big family? Uh, yeah, I do have a big family. Um, so – my dad had about uh, seven siblings. I want to say, let's see, I got to count them. Damn. Good Lord. Um, Respectfully. <laughs> shout out to the family. Yeah, shout out to the family. Y'all know it's love. Yeah, it's yeah, all love. It's all love. <laughs> uh, so we'll say um, uh, at least he had like at least six uh, other siblings. Um, and then my mom had about six as well. Um, so yeah, it was a huge family. I have a lot of cousins, a lot of second cousins, a lot of thirds, a lot of fifths. Uh, <laughs> shout out to y'all too. I love y'all. Um, but yeah, uh, needless to say, family cookouts was always <laughs> stressful for me. Cause I'm like, Oh God. Oh, what's your name? <laughs> uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but it's all like, like Carl said, it's all love. Sometimes you just like. As a kid, you just get overwhelmed. You only really know your cousins, and, honestly. And anybody your cousin, <laughs> if they smiling and they got a if they got a, a juice in their hand or okay. a soda and they passing them out, you my cousin. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey cousin, can you pass me that uh pass me that sprite yeah. in the cooler? Yeah, yeah you my cousin. You my cousin tonight, baby. Yeah. You my cousin. Uh you know, and my cousins, we would get into trouble all the time and like I feel like those are the relationships that you really build when you're when you're a child because the grown ups gonna do, be doing grown up things. They're gonna be like, Hey, 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 get your hey, get out of there. What you doing? <laughs> they just hear that they just like, really there to keep you out like, out of trouble. Exactly. Exactly. Job just to yell <laughs> and make sure you with a new port sitting out their mouth. And to fix your plate. That's really their only <laughs> what job. What you want, baby? What you want? You, is that all you want? No, no. okay. You're not gonna eat that. You can't get you can't get the rib, baby. The ribs are for the adults. <laughs> I said a hot dog and hamburger. Now here, go here. on, sit over that table right there with your cousin. Grab two juices out the back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what about you, friend? Where you? Uh, tell them where you from. Honestly, I feel like we live like similar, but like maybe just slightly adjacent, like childhoods. I was born um, in a manger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born in uh, Darlington, South Carolina, um, the country, the country. That's the race car. Uh, that race car is town. Yeah. yeah Darlington. Uh, <laughs> they call the racetrack a uh, NASCAR, for those of yes. you who don't know. NASCAR yes. has a uh, racetrack in my hometown. They called her the lady in black, the lady in the black dress. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's her nickname. The I just remember always dress. driving past it, going to the beach. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um you know what? And I I, I do uh, watch NASCAR from time to time. Sometimes if I see it on, I'll watch it because it's kind of like, oh, I remember this being in my hometown. But now that I think about it, they are so noisy. <laughs> like, those race cars make so much noise. They do. Noise. You can hear them from miles. We had one in uh, Hickory that you could hear all the way 
at my house. There will be times in the woods. <laughs> there's so many. I have so many stories. There's one time where one of the race car drivers was stuck in the middle of the road. I'm trying to go to school in the morning, and the truck bringing the cars was stuck in the middle of the road, so nobody could move. And the race car drivers just got out of the big U-Haul truck uh-huh. that was carrying the cars and just walked down the the line and was waving to all the kids in the car. It's like, <laughs> sorry y'all, sorry y'all can't get into y'all school, but at least y'all can see y'all seen Jeff Gordon yeah. and whoever was going. Oh, so they yes. would like get out and wave. That was okay, but they were noisy that whole week. There was no sleep in the whole mm. town. There was no sleep in my small town that whole week because they were racing <laughs> around the clock. It was like they'll be racing around your house. And by that time, you might as well just go there. At that point, I was a race car driver. <laughs> I feel like I was I was on the racetrack racing, trying to win some money. Might as well be. <laughs> Lord Jesus, yes, yeah, so I'm born in uh, from Darton, South Carolina. It's a real country southern town. My childhood was, uh, I think, pretty interesting growing up. Like. I spent a lot of my time like hanging with my grandmother, um, like in in the house with her while she would be cooking, watching the stories. Um, you know, uh, can you name us just one story that she would always watch? The Young and the Restless. Boom, and you know that's when you really know that you always would. Check I can her. I can hear the theme song right now. <laughs> I can hear it right now in my head. Do it, do it, do it. Just a little jingle. I don't know. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it. But <laughs> you know, you see those two cursive R's yeah. on the screen. They just come across white. You know what they are. Um, yeah, I was with my grandma for a lot of my childhood. Um, I played sports. Uh, you know, I played tennis. I got into tennis in high school. I played football. Uh, and I also played baseball in, like, our neighborhood. We had, like, a neighborhood league. Mm. Um, Which was wh- your favorite sport? Honestly, I will probably say baseball. Uh, a lot of the guys uh, who I played with, we were k- kids at that point. Mm. It was just a sense of community. Like, mm. after school, like, we all knew. We all had our different teams. We would go home, change, and then we would go change into our uniforms. My grandmother lived right beside the baseball field where we would play. So I would literally go home, change. And so this was like a community thing. Like a community thing. Oh. And we would all play. We had we had like five or six teens. So Damn. it was it was a real it was a it was a real thing. <laughs> I love that though. It was a real thing. You get so many people from everywhere. Yeah. And everybody's kid got a different jersey on. A different jersey, <laughs> a different jersey and repping them like we getting paid me. That's of him. That's Boo in the purple that right, there. right there. Oh, Oh, sorry. That's okay. okay. You just got them. I was gonna mention it. Um, oh, that's all right. My nickname was Boo uh, back home. Um, for those of you who don't know, for those who don't know, but also let me say, you do not have the license yes. to call me that. Yeah, because you don't know me that well. Yeah, so only me. Don't get don't get funny. <laughs> I will get funnier. And you do not have the license to call me Jr. <laughs> Never. Um. Yeah, I was part of the Golden Bears, uh, and we was we ran things for a while. Now I ain't gonna say I was great, but I wasn't <laughs> bad. I was kind of somewhere in the middle of the pack, um, and that's okay because I wasn't really trying to get down like that anyway. I knew that wasn't my ticket out of time. Right. <laughs> anyway, I was just trying to burn some calories yeah. <laughs> and get some snacks afterwards. Yeah. A huggy juice and a couple sandwiches afterwards. Bring a smile to a couple of family members. Yeah, they used to call they, they, used, they used to call me Smiley. That was my name. Oh. That was like my sports name was Smiley. The coach would be like, Smiley. Oh my God. You out there in the field, catch the ball, Smiley. <laughs> I'd be like, yo. Hey yo, calm down, son. Calm down. Calm down. Was that your voice back then? Uh, yeah. Hey yo. Hey yo. Just the younger me going, hey, yo, calm down. It's hot out here. Why, why is you yelling across the field? It's hot. Oh, oh my God. If the ball comes over here, I will throw it to the best of my ability. <laughs> and if he catches it, good. And if he don't, good. Yeah. My childhood was pretty fun. Went to middle school. Went there with all my cousins. I have a big family like you. Mm-hmm. My family's huge, so I went to school with practically half my cousins. How was that? Because I didn't, like, all my cousins were, like, above me in, in uh, it was actually really fun. I'm not going to hold you. But it was also. I'm, I bet y'all was like, yeah, say something. But it was also bad at the same time because of that. Because our family members would be like, there was one year where all, pretty much me and all my cousins were all in the same class or like had the. Ooh. We're in pairs. We were like in group. We're in groups in the same classes. And I literally, our moms went to the school and was like, mm. "These three cannot be in this class together, and these three can't go in this class together." So they rewrote the class roster to get us out of the class together. 
because had we all been in class together, who knows what our futures would look like right yeah. now. Who knows what we would be up to right now. Oh, they knew what they was doing. We, they was like, yeah, no, that's we, not going to happen. <laughs> we would cut up. We were literally cut up if we were all. It was really fun, but I'm sure our teachers hated it. I was a good student. <laughs> they just wanted to teach. They just, want, they just wanted to teach, and we came there to play games and to continue the family drama from home into the schoolhouse <laughs> is what we came to do. Um, yeah, that was pretty much me growing up. Um, you know, I spent some time in Vermont as well um, in high school, moved to Vermont for acting school and spent some time uh, with a lot of white people in Vermont. I represented the black race <laughs> in Vermont. And I must tell you, I don't know if I did a good job. <laughs> because, Why? Um, just because it's hard <laughs> to represent a, a, a group of people who are so excellent and live on a spectrum. And, you know, Vermont is a special place. It was a special place in my heart, but a lot of people who Beautiful. live there are very sheltered and very white um, some of them probably never seen a black person, especially someone who was as loud as I was in high school. Mm. Um, so that was, that was a kind of a rough time, like adjusting to like uh, being with my cousins in class and school. Would you say you were more like flam, like, were you flamboyantly like out when you went to Vermont or were you just were you, did, like, did you feel like a lot more freedom when you went there or was it like a... Uh, I won't say it was much more freedom, but I felt like no one knew me. So I had the agency and like the, the opportunity to really like be someone else if I truly wanted to, Mm -hmm. like no one knew who I was. So I could truly lean into parts of myself that I did not lean into when I was in high school. I could fully lean into. Right. Um, And some parts like I lean into more than others. And some parts I decided to, you know, keep back a little, like I, Never really cursed when I was home in South Carolina, but when I got to Vermont, I let them have you it. You let it fly. I let it fly. Oof. But I was and also in South Carolina, I was a much more reserved person, quiet. But in Vermont, I almost got into fights several times there. Wow. In high school. I would have actually thought that you'd be the opposite. No, because I felt like if, you had to. if I let this white boy try to punk me mm-hmm. uh, in front of everybody right now, he go think he could do that to every black uh, person he see. And I simply can't let that be the case. And for the people who watch it. Because he's never, right, exactly. Because they're going to be like, oh, that's how I can move. Mm-hmm. So I had to let him know in that moment, oh, we about to, we, we about to fight right now. We about to fight, put your bag down. <laughs> put your bag down, baby. We about to fight. We about to fight right now. And I don't here. know if you've ever been in a fight, but you about to learn today. You about to learn today. I don't know if you ever fought for your life, but we about to tussle. I've never been in a fight before. Let me tell you, I don't advise it, but listen, don't try me. <laughs> Don't try me. Um, but, yeah. Now, okay, so now that we've gone through most of our childhood memories and growing up, um, why don't we talk about the college life? You want to go first? Sure. Uh, you go first, friend. Okay. Um, so the first time I was introduced to the college that me and Carl met, it was um, UNCSA, and it was my senior year in high school. Um, and me being who I was at the time, I didn't think I had the credentials. And at that time, I wanted to pursue music, marching band, because I was in the marching band. Well, I was in band all the way up until sixth grade. Well, since from sixth grade to, uh, I guess you can say, college. Um, I played the saxophone, Barry Sax, uh, very much um, a young Fela Kuti. Come on, Fela. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was in the marching band. I was a band geek, band nerd, and Loser. I loved it. I loved every single minute of it because you know what? It kept me off the streets, and my mama was proud. <laughs> the band is good, bro. You should be proud. You should be proud. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I decided to go to um, North Carolina A&T. Now, that was something that was a huge uh, culture shock for me because I was coming from a core style, and if you don't know what core style is, core style is basically like very white marching band, like very much like um, – you're not your feet do not come off the ground um and it's it's very much a how it's do i white rice <laughs> without butter or seasoned water <laughs> just uh sprinkles and rice i don't know like what's a weird combination that's what it would be but no like no no like no like you know shade it's a uh, i loved it i loved marching band and the people that i met throughout that my marching band career um, they're all great people. 
Um, so yeah, I went to North Carolina A&T and I was there for a good year and I met some friends who I'm still consider uh, family to this day, although we don't speak that often. Did you um, meet Nick Cannon? You know what? I didn't. But you know what? Drumline was one of the main reasons why I went to A&T. Um, one band. One sound. All right. Okay. And 90s. We want to see 90 degrees. We want to see 90 degrees. And if you don't know what 90 degrees is, you're cut. Check back at Drumline because you know what? Those knees was always at 90 feet off the ground. Um, and you know what? That was one of the things that I was I did not know going into <laughs> an HBCU is that it's a lot more physical and it's a lot more physical. They would wake us up. We would sit. Uh, we They had us in these raggedy ass uh uh, uh, dorm rooms, and that we would. Uh, my when we when we got there, my my parents dropped me off. I had snacks, soda, everything. When I tell you, when my parents left that campus, Twinkies, all of that pies. was gone. They said, "Yeah, give us all of that." They came through everybody's room. No pause. They took all your snacks. All up from friends. I know you was mad. I was like, I Wait. know you was about to cry because <laughs> you knew you were just gonna be snacking that night. Yeah, they didn't want that. They didn't want none of that. We had to be lean, lean, and I'll tell you, <laughs> lean. <laughs> they wanted us to be lean, okay, and shining, black and shiny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, think of, uh, the movie drumline, but 10 times worse. And I'm, and I, the reason why I had to quit the marching band at, and well, yeah, we don't Oh Lord. Um, the reason why I had to quit was cause I didn't know it was uh, going to be like a fraternity. I didn't, I didn't, this is my first time doing like a marching band at HBCU and I didn't know how, how it went. Um, <laughs> so I ended up quitting after I got punched in the chest <laughs> hard, hard. And when I mean hard, hard, um, shout out though, because like I learned a lot, uh, like about like self-defense, <laughs> self-worth. Yes. Yes. Friend. Yes. Self-worth. I was like, you know what? Like I just came to play for y'all. That's it. I really felt like, <laughs> I don't want to cut you off friend, but it just came to my attention. Yeah. They didn't throw your snacks away, baby. <laughs> they collected everybody's snacks, and they t put that shit in the main room with all the counselors was at, and they proceeded to eat like kings and queens <laughs> every night while y'all was outside sweating <gasps> during the day and night. They knew they had a stash of Star Crunch pies and Moon pies <laughs> and Gatorades. And Mountain Dews. Mountain Dews and Slim Jims <laughs> just waiting because they took them all from y'all. Y'all should have rose up. Oh. Y'all didn't know what a union was. Y'all should have. Y'all should have. Y'all should have ran through one of through their rooms and barricaded yourselves in and got y'all snacks back and demanded fair living <laughs> wages man. and fair treatment. We just want to play. Y'all just want to play and eat a snack on occasion. Yeah. Oh wow. That, yeah. It was. It was a lot. But uh, yeah, that happened for like a year, and I had to stop. And. Um, so after uh, A&T, I kind of uh, left and uh, took a few years off, maybe like one or two, um, and focused on like starting to work, uh, <laughs> just working, <laughs> working. Um, and uh, theater then snuck back, snuck its way back into my life in a way. Um, I registered for uh, theater classes at um, CPCC, which is like a community college. Um, Kim Stinson, who I love, um, she is shout out cam she took me under her wing and she you know while i was there and she told me you know what you have what it takes to get into this school i was like okay what school she goes oh well, i mean uncsa you should look into it i was like uncsa that sounds familiar um and so i looked at the credentials again and i was like oh, okay um she was like yeah do it let's do it and and you know what we 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 I said yes, and we worked on the audition pieces almost every day, and um, I auditioned finally. And it had been a while since I heard anything, and while I waited, uh, Kim Stinson had took us to SETC. Now, if you don't know what SETC is, uh, in North Carolina, I think it's like you go to NCTC first, and then if you're good in NCTC, you get passed, you go to SETC. Um, and I was the one who uh, went off to SETC, so everyone – came with me who was in our class at the time we went to I think it was um Louisiana 
I don't, it was somewhere like close to Louisiana because um, it was Southern. It was a Southern conference. Um, and uh, y- yeah, I, I, I didn't get anything. And then, um, well, mainly, mainly I, I didn't get anything because I missed my audition watching the Shrek musical. Uh, shout out to Shrek, the musical. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was engaging. Um, and I guess it, I was just not paying attention, paying attention. And I, I missed my audition completely, uh, which was the main, one of the main reasons why we came down there. <laughs> um, but it's all good. You know, I, you know, I, I start, I did get to audition for some things, but like I ended up like not even like I was not in the mood. So, um, that night, um, well that evening rather, uh, uh, my mother called me. Um, and she said that I had gotten a letter from UNCSA um, and that she wasn't going to open it. And I, y'all know how moms are. Like, they say that, but then they got the letter right there, and they say, oh, well, you know what? Since I got you on the phone, let me just just tear a little piece. So uh, she opened it, and over the phone, uh, she, you know, I got in. So turns out, like, uh, you know, not getting auditions, you know, or not getting that audition opened the door to another thing. Um, and the rest is history. And okay. UNCSA, I went there for like four years. And that's where I met good old Carl. Carl! <laughs> you know, my my uh, college story is kind of, is I think, also unique. Um, uh, while I was in Vermont, uh, I was, I got in into the acting program and I didn't feel like they welcomed me a lot. My first uh, year there, um, I don't know if the teacher, what she told them about me or not, but... Uh, your teacher from... Vermont. Oh, okay. The lady who auditioned for, I don't know what she told them about me, but I could f- sense their energy as soon as I got there into that. Wait, the hold program. on. The audition at UNCSA? You felt no, like... for the high school. Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay. I just didn't feel like they liked me, but, you know, in the words of Angela Bassett, if God be for you, who can be against you uh so i would eventually get into the program and start doing shows there we we're doing uh, oklahoma and i played uh judd fry moment of silence um and after doing the show uh one of the ladies who saw the show who was a friend of the director and, and choreograph uh i can't think of her name at the moment she gave me a card for this uh UNCSA, and she was like, hey, if you're serious about acting, like, here, you should apply for this school. And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I take the card and went home. Uh, originally, I was going to join the military. My dad is a Green Beret, you know, serve my country. Um, looked up UNCSA, talked to my dad, and was like, you know, maybe I'll just take a visit down. And I went down and... I went and saw, they paired me with uh, Louise. Shout out to Louise. Uh, So I would stay with him in in the Bailey Street Apartments, for those of you who know um, what that is, RIP. Um, Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) um, And the first class sat on was Matt Bullock's class. Yes. Also, RIP. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, The legend. The legend. And I knew almost right away. I literally knew almost right away from sitting in uh, just within the first five minutes. I was like, this is where, this is where I want to go. This is where the magic is. This is where the magic (laughs) is. Like the, just the way Matt was like, just the way he was doing it. Like, uh, I was like, wow. So hands on and just like real, just Just real and raw. It's that, it's that acting class that you see in films. It's just like very, like he didn't care. He was just like, he wanted you to get it. And understand, but also bring authenticity to it. Yeah. So I sat on his class and loved it. And then I was like, oh, let me go do my audition. Went back home. My dad brought a plane ticket. Let me tell you, my dad did not want to come with me to audition. He said, you can take this credit card <laughs> and you can go up to New York for you by yourself. So that's what I did. Oh, you auditioned in New York? Yeah. That's right. Brought a plane ticket, stayed in Jamaica, Queens. First mistake. Bo- 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 the first mistake. <laughs> We're going to put that. That's going to be the first red flag in this story. And we went. Uh, I was in the hotel, get settled in, stayed up all night looking over my materials in Jamaica, Queens. Uh, got up that morning, took one of the vans that was a taxi, uh, 
to, I believe it was Ripley. Uh, they had the audition. Um, you could walk in and they, they had a glass. So, like, you can see literally everybody go into audition and you can hear them. And I went in. There were, like, a bunch of kids there. Uh, a lot, some of them even got into our class. Yeah. One was Makai, our fr- good friend Makai. Shout yeah! Out, shout out to Makai. Makai was there. Uh, uh, other people were there. Uh, Philip was there. Shout out to Philip. Philip was also there. Yeah. And just, like, a bunch of other people were there in line. I didn't know them at that point, but I do remember them being there. Wow. Uh, we, I go into the audition. I do the audition. Uh, I remember doing the piece and like Bob Francisconi was just uh, looking down the entire time. Shout out to Bob. <laughs> he just said, I don't have to see him. He don't I have to see here. He said, like, I don't got to look at you. I don't got to look at you. Just say the words. <laughs> Tell the story. Yeah. Uh, so I did the audition. Uh, I literally left the next day, got home, didn't hear anything. And then I got tired on it. So I was like, I'm not getting a letter. No, they say, we're going to send out letters on this day. And I was like, um... The day came, I got home from school. I said, I'm going to get this letter when I get home. Wait, hold on. Back up. So who did you audition for? Because I, I auditioned for Bob, Mary, and um, I think it was just Bob and Mary. I had Bob and Carl. Okay. Um, So I get home the day that the letter is supposed to be there. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, I'm going to go home. It's going to be a letter. It's going to say, welcome. You got in. This is great. Can't wait to see you. Nothing. <laughs> I got home. I checked in my box. Nothing was there for me. <laughs> not, a, not a letter not a bill it was nothing that mailbox was dry baby it had cobwebs on the inside I was like yo I was like good thing I didn't tell nobody <laughs> good thing I didn't tell anybody so I literally waited like uh, like I want to say maybe like a week or a co- some days and then finally I was like you know what I'm, I'm a call I'm a call, I'm a call. <laughs> you did I oh said, my I'm god a I'm a call <laughs> I'm gonna call. There's no way, because I just felt so good about my. Excuse pieces. me. Uh, this is. Uh, I don't know if you know, but this is Carl. I'm waiting on my fucking ladder. So I called, and some lady picked up the phone, and I was like, "Hi, my name is Carl Bryan. Uh, Audition in New York. I understand you guys are sending out your acceptance letters, and I didn't get mine. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> Where is that? Did it get lost in the mail? Do I need to go meet the mailman? I do live in Vermont, so I can see how it could be hard to oh get it to me. Oh, my gosh. And K- I believe it was K-Ron. And she was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I could hear her voice like, oh, no. He don't know he ain't got <laughs> in. She's can, like, well, honey, I'm going to look. I, I could hear she basically, <laughs> she basically, she was like, let me let me look in the file. So like, she said something to that extent. And she went and looked. And she was like, and I remember I had one of these old, I had a, a teeny old black phone, like just the the you know the old, the old school phones. Yeah, I was like, I didn't get it, and she was like, uh, "Let me look." And she went and looked through. She said, um, "Okay." She said, "Well, I'm sending you something right now, okay, sweetie?" Oh my! Uh, and she's like, "I'm sending you something." She didn't say I got it in or not. She could see it. I'm sure she would like to look and see. It. She was like, "Uh, she, no." What she said was, she said, "Well, if I find it, I'll email it to you." She said, "If I find it, I'll email it to you." Oof. And I was, okay. I was like, like, no. I was like, okay. And I remember we got off the phone. I was upstairs, and I'm walking downstairs with the phone in my hand. And then I get an email from, uh, I want to say either from the admissions office or from the school of drama, and it said to the extent of like, you got in. And I remember walking down the stairs, being like, wow, I got in. And that then is... I literally went downstairs, and my dad, everyone's like in the living room, I'm literally standing there, and I'm just standing there looking at them, and I'm like. Y'all, I you got are in. one of the 25 out of what? 350 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to think. Like, wow, 350 people and me? Praise God. Praise him. Praise God, brother. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got Hallelujah. in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I was excited. It was, listen, I was over the moon because obviously I loved it. So then, you know, fast forward, we graduate high school. I don't remember when we, like our first actual meeting. I do. Oh well, take it away. What was our first actual meeting? So I and will don't, never forget. And don't lie, because I will correct you. And this is what we're gonna say from this point on: James never lies. <laughs> I'm honest to a fault. T. Um. Okay. So yes, fault I. T. I remember. <laughs> I remember because we were, um, just getting lunch, um, at the calf, and we were all meeting each other. And we, some of us were outside on the balcony, the balcony overlooking True. the elephants. Um, 
So I remember a lot of us, the black ones, we had about uh, <laughs> eight <laughs> black people in our class, uh, which was a first for UNCSA. Um, Historic. <laughs> and um, we were outside and we were all chopping it up or whatever. And I remember um, Carl and me, we were uh, talking and I, and I said to Carl, I was like, what did I say? I said, me and you are going to be, I said, we're going to be, you're going to be, we're going to be friends for a long time. I, I said something to that extent. And you were just like in agreement, like, yeah, yeah, I, I feel that or something like that. Whatever, black man, get out of my way. <laughs> Was the subtext. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, like, this is like, I feel like this is going to be my friend for a long time. And, you know, I, you know, I don't know what tomorrow holds. We could uh, argue, we could end friendship right after this podcast <laughs> and we might we just might what you want to fight because we can pause i mean this. yeah i mean honestly i've been feeling the type of way all episodes so what uh yeah but that's i no for real that like that's how we met i remember that i will never forget that yeah i i, I kind of do so i will say i don't think you're lying about this part in particular because <laughs> i do remember being outside uh, you had on like a blue plaid shirt yeah, like yeah. the blue and white, like almost like a. Yeah, and I had that fucking ha- your hair. I had that fucking hat on. That hat on, yeah, yeah with the wind wipers on the top. Oh. <laughs> no, you had on a brown and black cap. Yeah, it was yeah. flipped up. Yeah, I remember that was yeah. my trademark. Yeah, that was your that that that, that was, was my trademark. trademark back in the day. That was your trademark. Mm-hmm. The little ball cap. We'll put a picture up somewhere. Yeah, we're gonna put it up. Be on the lookout. <laughs> um, I do remember that part. I remember like meeting outside and then. They had like drama students. Somebody had a poster board. It's like drama class. <laughs> remember, we were like, "Oh, yeah." I'll try to walk to the side. Yeah, that's how we first met. Oh, that was when we first met. That was in 2014. Yeah, and the sun was setting. The sun was setting and arising on the new. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was like, "You see this kingdom? This is <laughs> this your is kingdom." Or what does he say in Lion King? I fuck that. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was Everything the, the light touches. Come on. It's yours. It's yours. Amen. What was your first impression of me? You bougie. Because you remember you tried to wear those. Um, those click. <laughs> Wait, pause. We're not going to go that far. No, I'm just kidding. You had Let's the red it. slippers on. Like, <laughs> you had the velvet slippers on. I was like, oh, okay. He think he good. He think he good. Well, actually, they came from City Trends, and, they, <laughs> and those slippers worked very well. They were very slippery, but they were very good. They did yes. their job. I remember uh, us practicing our monologues because we uh, we do the freshman monologues. Yeah. I don't know if they still do that the way that we did it back in the day because I don't know if it changed. I feel like it changed after a while. Like Everything. It was just like the seniors that did it. Yeah. It was just like a really fun thing. Um. Well, we was practicing in the one of the studio uh, rooms, and I remember everyone like it was. Uh, it was all the black people. It there. was. I wasn't gonna say it, but it was. It really it was, was just all of us, and maybe like Dylan or someone. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I remember Jordan Boatman going. Yeah. With that, uh, the pregnant monologue, and then. You went, and I was like, yeah, this are, these are the people that are just, they made it for a reason. We all here. It was like X-Men. Yeah. We got to see everybody powers. It, it felt like uh, it felt like the beginning of the Hunger Games. You remember when they're all in there, like, trying to choose their weapon? Yeah. And everybody was in there, like, out of sharpening a bow, like, camouflage. Yeah. It felt like, I don't, I don't know, like, it felt like, Almost like amateur night at the Apollo. Like we might as well have been like Gladys Knight and like Patty LaBelle and all of them. The great. We were all in there, and mm-hmm. we there was so much support in the room. Like I didn't feel like there was any competition, mm-hmm. but it felt like we all wanted to see what we all could do. But everyone was scared to show that, hey, I, I'm here. Like I know I belong here. There was still kind of a little bit of unsettledness. Like oh, like do I really want to show them now? Do I want to show them later? Who mm-hmm. I really am. And I'm so glad that we did that because I feel like that that made us all so so much close. So like going into showing the rest of the the body, the drama school, we didn't feel like we were showing everyone. Oh my god! We already had we already had a team yeah. of support to be like, yeah. oh, like you got this. Yeah, I remember Jordan like distinctly. I remember Jordan going up and doing hers and being like, this 
girl is incredible. Mm-hmm. The talent is endless and knows no bounds. The well is deep. The well is deep, <laughs> and it is very active. <laughs> she can pull from it at any moment. Shout out, Jordan. Yes, we love But I can, the, I can literally say that about everybody who went that night. And honestly, I, I, out of all the nights at UNCSA, that's one that I hold close to my heart and one that I'll never forget. Like, Can each. we just one – I don't know if we – like, we should do, like, a just a reminiscent episode. I, I um, You know, maybe not, but – yeah, maybe this. I'm is not gonna shoot that down, but you know, maybe you know, if the good Lord works that way. But I do remember that, and that was mm. in that first impression. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a good. I'm gonna have a great time here. Like these are really talented people. They're really good, and we're about to, we're about to fuck shit up and grow a lot as a, as artists because I was, like, I was like, I want to sing just like this. I want to act like this. I want to have style like this. Like there, I just felt like, oh. We're going to be learning from each other a lot. Like there, I was like, there's so much opportunity to learn from each other and to all keep raising. The we ball. will actually have an episode because we need to go through all four years. Maybe we could do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe that might be too much. But like, because we like we did learn a lot. We'll we put a lot. we'll put it in and talk to the board about. Or it. maybe <laughs> maybe we should put it in our Patreon so we can get paid because that's kind of like a that's. We'll put it on the Patreon. If you want the real stories, the backstories, we'll put it on the Patreon. So look out for the Patreon. That way that information will be. Um, of course, being at UNCSA, we have a lot of funny moments. Do you like? Are there any moments that stick out to you that you will always remember? Yeah, I feel like every moment was a funny moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt like every moment. Are you saying, like, between us or just, like, in general, like, at UNCSA? Between us or in general? Like, um, is there a moment that sticks out to you whenever you think about funny moments at UNCSA that you just laugh about? The cookout line. Oh, yeah. Wow. After the parties? Yeah. <gasps> the parties. I'm s- Yeah. I mean, aside from, like, the wonderful work that we did. You did not learn nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he said the parties. He said. You said funny. You You're said right. fun. And there's truth in that. I'm, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Carl, remember the first, uh, the, uh, the first party we went to, which is the senior one? And uh, I had a crush on, uh, we, won't say, we won't say their name. Um, and I looked out of the blind and she seen me and the, the, so the, so the girlfriend of the guy who I, uh, had eyes for, um, I was drunkenly peering through the blinds while they were out on the porch stalkingly and I see her and she's like talking to him and she literally, it's like a movie. She glances at me and just stares and I just like remember running, running around the corner in the house and Clipping my shit, like literally falling down, just like, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, are you okay?" Like, yeah, I'm fine, bitch. What about you? Are you okay? I'm drunk, or I do wasn't that drunk, but like, I was like, I'm okay. I remember that. I remember that. I was in the I was in the kitchen, and I remember you being at the at the door, and I don't know who I was talking to, but we were having a conversation, and I remember you peeking through the blinds. And in that moment, I'm thinking, "What is James doing? James, please get out of the window." And then when I saw you shed it, have you seen Abbott Elementary? Do you remember what, in the episode where Quinta like uh, starts running down the hall and she's running real slow? <laughs> You literally, that's how slow you were running. I don't know if you knew that. I was probably tiptoeing. That's that's how slow you was running. And she came through that door, and instantly I knew what had happened. She came through the door? She came through the door, and I knew exactly what happened at that point, and I just started laughing. I was like, that's my girl. (laughs) I felt like uh, Monique from the Parkers, (laughs) and you were Kim. That's my baby. (laughs) She uh, was infamous at our school. I I loved her. I had a lot of... uh, I had a lot of funny moments. I think, like, I'm trying to think of, I think one of, like, the funny moments recently, like, towards the end of the year, would be piano lessons. And you are at the center of this story. Uh, It was uh, at the end of the piano (laughs) lesson where Boy Willie and Lyman are trying to move the piano out. And you come in and you're like, uh, you treat company like family and family. <laughs> and you just came in so hot and on fire with such strong convictions. And I don't know if you were like tripping over your words or just like having strong convictions, but it was so real and just so guttural that like I literally could not continue. 
Like, I just want you to know that me and Micaiah, we were shaking. I had I hid my head behind the piano. <laughs> I hid my head behind the piano and started laughing. <laughs> and it, the Nicole, who was our director, I remember like she was. It was late, and she was like, "We need to do this scene. We need to do this scene. This last scene, we can go home." We had already been cutting up at the end because we were all delirious, yeah. so we were just like laughing a lot. She's like, "No more laughing." And then you come in, uh, hot. And just, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Me and Makai, we 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 couldn't move that And Jordan. Jordan, and Jordan, would, we Jordan was, would be cracking up too. Yeah, I was crying. I was crying. <laughs> I was like, this is the day that we all get kicked. We about to get kicked out our senior year in the last month. Oh, oh man. man. That was a good show. Those were those was good times. Um, that was really good. Um, what about, uh, oh, what a favorite moment together? Uh, I think one of our, I think we, oh, mm. I have two. I think okay. one is at the beginning of our years at UNCSA when we sang um, Boys to Men. Yeah. Uh, that one I'll hold close to my heart. I actually have a recording that I will put up on the Patreon if you guys truly want to see it. But me, you, and our other friend, Makai, got together and sang for a, a program, a benefit program, and that was really special because I, I felt like uh, it just felt so brotherly. I don't know how else to describe that moment. And I think a second one, funny enough, is also with us three again, like our senior year uh, intensive arts doing uh, uh, The Wiz. That was this, that was insane with Courtney Carter, a star. Shout out to Courtney. Um, that was amazing. Like, that was amazing. Another moment I'll never forget. Um, what about you? Uh, mine was... Uh, well, when we used to do skits in our house, in our living room, yeah, in our dining room, yeah, and we would find any wig laying around and just put it on. And any just set pieces, just everything. we would do skits from um, iconic movies and iconic uh, television shows, and just. <sighs> do you remember before showcase? We just like got trophies and then came back to the house, and you and. Uh, uh, Makai put on wigs, and <laughs> there's a moment like you're sitting at the table crying, like you're drinking, and Makai comes behind <laughs> with the beard in his hand, and y'all are just going at it. And I got the camera, I'm the cameraman, <laughs> and I'm tossing Uno cars in the air for, oh, visual, yes, yeah. for visual effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did that. We were babies. Okay, wait, we was making art, um, homemade. And then we played uh, playing Uno. Speaking of Uno, we played Uno. Yeah, we was vicious at Uno. So it, I didn't like it. Oh. I didn't like the viciousness. I just wanted to play, but y'all were, you and Makai were like, y'all are competitive. And when it gets competitive like that for me, the fun just goes. I just, I don't know. Like, I'm not really that competitive. I loved it. I had a great time <laughs> beating y'all. Okay. Had a great time. And if anybody out there who <laughs> thinks the Sagittarius coming up, anybody who thinks they're good at Uno, please, uh, Hit us up on Instagram <laughs> um, and let me your... know because we would love to invite you down to the studio and we can knock out <laughs> a game, best of three, uh, and decide who is the real uh, king of Uno. Our college life was fun. We had a great time in college. I, I enjoyed it. And then we moved to New York. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Lights up on the Statue of Lights Liberty. Up. Lights up on... Uh... Broken trash bags, <laughs> trash spilling out. No rats everywhere. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. That's I that's sorry. Yeah, tell the people what New York is really like. Yeah. Um, don't come <laughs> <laughs> unless you got a water uh, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> a water metro card. <laughs> unless you got a water metro card. Yeah, a wad of uh patience. <laughs> um. And in the real world, like, I feel like our friendship has pretty much, like, it's pretty much stayed the same. Um, honestly, I take that back. I think we have had to adjust <laughs> our friendships. Because we grew. We've gr we've grown a lot since college. Like, I was telling someone the other day, I was like, you know what? There are, like, things that, like, me and Jane, like, how we would interact with each other in college that we don't do anymore. Because I've changed as a person, and you have changed. And we we have new boundaries. We have new ways of communicating. And I think that's great. And I think it's special to see that in someone that you've known for over almost eight eight no, years. 
Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably more than that. But you know what? That Because we, we argue, we don't argue. If we have differences, we kind of give each other breaks, and then we talk about it when we're ready to talk about it, and then we charge it to the game. We go. We say it. We make sure what we need to say is said. And then It's very, like, we communicate very well, we I do. would say. We yeah. do. That's why I know, like, you know what? If we if we get into an argument, I know we'll give each other a day or two or six if we need space. Carl really gets on my nerves. And you actually get on mine. <laughs> so I'm glad we put that out there. I'm glad we put that out there. So you heard it here first. Yeah. He gets on my nerves. <laughs> but beyond that, somewhere deep down inside there uh, is a genuine friendship. Yeah. Um, and it's going to continue to grow. And, you know, we'll come back and do this in uh, 80 years. <laughs> and we'll do, we'll, do another, we'll do another podcast when we're 80. <laughs> and we'll see how much has changed. And we'll see how you're doing, Fred. How are you it's, doing, guys? It's been 20 years <laughs> since we've been together and... <laughs> You know, we're, we still got the podcast going. We still got the podcast going because y'all have been listening. This is why we're old. This is why we're hot. Um, Yeah, I think our friendship has grown and evolved in the real world, and I am grateful for it. And I'm grateful for you, friend. Oh. Yeah. I'm grateful for you, too. That is uh, <laughs> genuine, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it. All right, guys, we'll be right back. If you listening to this at your job, put in your earbuds. If you riding in a car From with somebody, going you, on forward, going forward. If yeah. you're in a car with somebody that you respect and admire and consider an elder, this might not be the podcast to put on CarPlay. Um, do that with what you will. <laughs> um, we'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Peace out, guys. Love you.